Welcome to a, another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I appreciate you more than anything. So today, we're going to try something new. We're going to kind of see how it goes. It might be split up into three separate subjects, three separate podcasts, depending on how long this goes, because as you know, I love to ramble and I love to rant, but I'm trying to kind of figure out exactly a good system and schedule to make these podcasts and, and create some other content and all that kind of stuff. So bear with me, trial and error, right? Just like when you're learning how to track your calories and get into your fitness routine. Sometimes you got to see what works. Sometimes you got to see what doesn't and plug and play and, and see what sticks. So the first topic today is going to be on fiber. And basically why it's very important and i think we need to give it a lot more attention i should say than a lot of people give it for uh so kind of going back a little bit it's funny because i've kind of gone full full circle with with fiber when i first got into fitness and my own journey fiber was a big thing so you always hear about eat your vegetables eat your fruits because they're very good for you. And when I first got into into fitness um, with myself, when I was about like, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, actually those first three years, I don't really think I cared too much about nutrition side of things. I was just more into strength training and, and weightlifting and getting as strong as possible. So my diet was pretty shitty. I would eat... I don't really think I ate that many home cooked meals. It's funny because I was just talking with my wife and we were talking about how uh, some of the meals that our parents used to make back in the day. And I used to hate home cooked meals just because I think I was so used to eating out. And um, when I wouldn't eat out, like, you know, like home cooked meals, a lot of times don't taste as good as eating out. So, I would like, I just wouldn't like it, right? And I would kind of dread it. Um, so I didn't really eat out that much. And then, you know, I I, I suffered from, I, I feel like I was just like, oh, my stomach, I had a lot of stomach issues. And um, I also was, I had very severe acne going from senior year of high school to like freshman and sophomore year of college. Like it was so bad, um, and I talked this about I talked about this before on the podcast, but it was so bad that it fucking hurt. Number one, that was not fun, and number two, it like not only like did it hurt, but it obviously like didn't look good at all either. And I remember like sitting in class and just being so embarrassed to. And this was college, you know. I didn't really know anybody, but. I was being in a class and like having a hat on because I didn't want to look at anybody and I don't want anybody to look at me and just being like super embarrassed because of these big zits that I had on my face. Um, so kind of fast forward a little bit, I did a little research and, and saw that there might be some evidence, keyword might, be some evidence that eating more whole foods and like less processed foods uh, and at that time I thought it was dairy and I'm pretty sure the research is pretty conclusive now that there is no correlation, 
between Derry and, and Acne. I mean, there might be, but it's not significant. But I think at that time I was like, okay, well, I'm going to clean up my diet a bit. I'm going to get rid of dairy. So what I did was start adding in a lot more fiber and um, into my diet. And I started eating a lot healthier. And long story short, the acne went away. And I felt a lot better, obviously, because I was eating a lot healthier. got pretty lean. Um, and this was a, this was like going to be close around the time, too, that I got into keto. Um so when I first started keto, I was really, really big on the fiber train. Um, it was a lot of green leafy vegetables. So a lot of things like broccoli, asparagus, cauliflower, uh, spinach, um, cabbage, avocados, nuts, chia seeds, things like that for the uh, keto diet and um I noticed that after a while, I started to get really, really bloated. And I kind of forgot about this. I started to get really, really bloated. And it was very, it was very like uncomfortable. And I just like didn't know what was going on. So it was very uncomfortable. And obviously like, you know, when you're bloated, like you just don't feel right. You, you feel like you look like big and all that kind of stuff. And I felt like really puffy and I was like, what the fuck is like going on? So essentially, I don't remember how I got onto it, but like this kind of is partially the reasons partial, partially what got me into going into the carnivore diet, which is total like anti-fiber. Um, so I got really big into that. And then I thought fiber was the enemy because I saw like, whoa, okay, my gut's feeling a little better. In reality, looking back, it really didn't because there was other gut issues from the carnivore diet. Um, and I kind of went from one end of the spectrum thinking, okay, fiber, fiber, fiber to the total opposite end of the spectrum thinking, um, like absolutely no fiber, fiber is bad, blah, blah. And then, you know, a lot of the people in that community try to fucking say like fiber is terrible for you and you don't need it. And I believe this for a little bit and, you know, they try, they, they like cherry pick studies and cherry pick certain information out of studies, like, you know, showing that maybe you don't need fiber and fiber can cause this and yada, yada, yada. Even though there's a shit ton of research backing up how good fiber is for you. Um, so, you know, I, I went from having like no fiber and then having really bad gut issues. Then, um, those were different gut issues. Uh, but I was like, okay, what the fuck? So long story short, like now, you know, um, obviously I, I try to, eat a little bit more uh, fruits and vegetables and I've kind of come full circle going from like one extreme all the way to the other extreme. Um, but, you know, I do think that just eating the, the close to or the minimum amount of fiber per day is just going to be super healthy for you and it's so beneficial. And again, I've experienced both ends of it to where it was like I was eating way too much for my body to the point, you know, where it was like, causing me more issues than than good stuff and then also the opposite end of the spectrum where i was eating zero fiber and i thought that was the best thing and it definitely wasn't and slowly over the past like two years i've learned like okay hey there's definitely a balance here and it's going to be different for everybody and somewhere in the middle as usual is probably like the right answer for most people so fiber why is it important 
Um, number one, it's it's good for your gut health, right? Certain you have like bacteria in your gut, and a lot of people call the gut the second brain because there is some research to show that so your gut is connected to like your brain and um there is some research to show that your gut can affect a lot of things like your thoughts and like your actions and how you feel um and you know have you ever heard of like the the thing where it's like trust your gut like there's actually some like legitimacy to that of, of trusting your gut so like a lot of people call the gut the second brain and and again like the research in this and like the knowledge in this is in its infancy um so there's really a lot of it is speculation now some of it's backed by research but a lot of it is speculation but the fiber is very good at feeding the bacteria in your gut that's responsible for a lot of that stuff so um number one it's good for your gut health number two is it, it helps you poop right and that's very important i mean how many people do you hear like that don't have the best quality of uh going to the bathroom or they don't have the best frequency and i can relate to this because again like when i was carnivore dude like like i said i had some really bad stomach issues so like things weren't the best and it wasn't fun that's all i'm gonna say uh so you know helping you go to the bathroom is going to help clear out a lot of the waste and excess stuff in your intestines to make sure that things do get out, do get excreted, um, and and you're essentially cleaning it out, um, your body. And, and uh, you know, I'm not like, you know, the whole detoxing type of thing, right? Like just like a natural detox. So um, fiber helps keep things moving, which is very important. And then two, um, in addition to that, keep helping you poop, like since it does help feed a lot of the, you know, bacteria and keep things moving and keep things out, it does lower the risk for, you know, things like colon cancer, because things don't stay in there. You don't like things that aren't allowed to build up. And, and you, again, you, you have a healthy gut. So it's a harder environment for something like that to, to kind of, you know, grow in. So it can lower the risk for that, which is obviously very important. Um, and then in terms of like another healthy thing too, is like, when you eat a lot of fiber, it lowers your um, cholesterol and, you know, the fat uh, in the blood, because essentially, the way it works is there's certain things that excrete um, the, the, the cholesterol in your blood, right? And cholesterol is not a bad thing, like your body needs it, but you could definitely have too much of it. Um, so it's a balance again, right? It's right in the middle. Um, so just long story short to keep it simple there's certain things that get produced and that um fiber helps bind up in your your gut and your intestines um which again can help bind up some of that cholesterol some of those fatty acids that are in your bloodstream and then it can help you excrete it by pooping it out right so that you don't have this huge buildup of cholesterol and um fatty acids flowing through your bloodstream when you eat enough fiber it helps reduce that helps reduce the numbers of that by this whole process of digestion and and um helping excrete some of those things which is great um so that's a, a really good benefit too that 
I think kind of goes unnoticed. And I remember when I like read about that and studied that, I was like, wow, man, that makes a lot of sense. And that's like a huge benefit to uh, fiber. You know, for me, you know, I, I don't really know. There's some research to show that it's cholesterol isn't necessarily as bad as people thought it used to be. Um, there might be other markers that show a, um, there might be other markers that show more, you know, tell the whole story about what's going on and cholesterol might not be that important because it can fluctuate so easily. Um, you know, and, and I know a lot, like there's like, I feel like it's kind of split. I feel like you get people who believe that, okay, cholesterol doesn't really matter. Then you get people who are like, no, 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 it still matters a lot, but you know, I, and I feel like it's kind of inconclusive. So again, I'm not a doctor. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my thing. Like basically what I was going to say is like, I've had high cholesterol my whole life, even after losing, you know, being, I'm pretty fucking healthy. Um, I work out, um, very active strength train. I eat a pretty healthy diet. Um, and even not me, I have high cholesterol and, um, you know, they, they think it might be like genetics. So have fiber helps a lot with that. Right. Um, so, so that's good. And then lastly, talking about dieting, fiber is obviously going to help keep you full, right? It takes up these high fiber foods. Um, number one, uh, your body can't digest it. So, um, it, again, that's kind of what helps keep things moving. Uh, but two, it like a lot of high fiber foods take up a lot of room. So, they expand your stomach and, and they essentially trick your brain into thinking that you ate more than you did um, because they are such high volume. They uh, are very filling and they're going to keep you full for longer uh, for less calories because it's kind of like a win-win. High fiber foods are typically lower in calories. They take longer to chew. So, Again, when you chew, when you take longer to chew and you you mindfully eat, you're naturally going to eat less and stay and be fuller from that because you aren't scarfing it down. You're allowing your body to start digesting it, right? So if you take ten minutes to eat something versus five minutes, you're already going to eat less because you're allowing your body to digest it a little bit and send some of those hung those full signals to your brain. Say, okay, hey, we're filling up, and that's another reason why high fiber foods are important because they do take longer to eat. Um, and when it does go in your stomach, it takes longer to digest number one. So again, the longer it takes to digest, the more time your body has to, to basically be like, okay, Hey, like we're full. We still have all this bulk, um, that we're trying to digest. Um, but then also, like I said, it, it kind of expands your stomach and like tricks your brain into thinking that, um, more food w- was, uh, was eaten than was right. So uh, obviously there's a million benefits to fiber. Um, and you know, some of the best sources of fiber, uh, are going to be, you know, things like chia seeds, flax seeds, avocados, um, beans, whole grains, dark chocolate, uh, you know, lentils, nuts, seeds, popcorn. Yes. Popcorn is a very good, uh, source uh, berries. Yeah. There, there's just, I think I said dark chocolate, like there's just like a bunch of, uh, good sources of fiber. And those are some of mine. Um, and you can even look this up online too. Uh, 
to see exactly like which ones you might like and find like like something that you could do is pick five things that you like the most five high fiber options you like the most and see where you can add those into your diet see okay hey i can add this for breakfast i can add this as a snack i can add this for dinner uh, as a side um, maybe you typically don't eat a lot of fiber for dinner so hey maybe i'll eat some broccoli with my dinner or maybe i'll eat some asparagus with my dinner um, maybe i'll add some spinach to my eggs um, maybe i'll make a smoothie and put some chia seeds in there so there's a million ways that you can get in it's very very simple um, and i would say kind of easy to get in um, and, and this is kind of like a side note this is exactly why drinking things like juices aren't the best idea people think like oh i'm drinking orange juice so it's healthy and it's like um you know not really uh because you do get a lot of the nutrients and fiber extracted from that when you make the juice and it's not really like filling you up it actually can make you more hungry right because remember the fiber is what fills you up so when you make juices like apple juice uh cranberry juice um orange juice all this kind of stuff um you're, you're taking out the fiber and, and the health benefits with that and, and keeping you full um, and just basically drinking all the sugar out of it, right? So, and also the volume, right? If you were to drink, let's just say, let's say like eight ounces of orange juice is, I don't know, 120 calories. I don't actually know the exact number. Um, but with those same 120 calories, you were able to eat three oranges, right? Like what's going to be more filling and more healthy, like the three oranges, right? And you're likely going to eat less. You're not going to eat fucking three oranges or maybe you will. Oranges are great, but it's easy. You can even think of it as like, okay, let's drink two glasses of orange juice. That's really easy to do versus eating six oranges, right? So that's the reason why juice is kind of uh, not my favorite. I'm not the biggest fan of juice. I mean, if you enjoy it and you can fit in your calories, like fucking have it, but I'd be careful um if you do have that because that's like essentially empty calories just high sugar calories um so if if you want to save up on some calories and kind of make sure that you're um able to fit in you know and and get all your macros covered and your calories covered and you're having trouble with it that might be something to look at and be like okay hey do i really need this um can i replace this with something um if so what uh, because it does take up a lot of calories for basically little, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, so those are some of the, the best fiber options that I like, um, and why juice isn't the best. And also you might notice like soluble versus insoluble fiber. Um, basically to keep this simple, like soluble fiber basically, um, means that it, uh, can, uh, mix with water and when you eat this it turns into a gel and this is kind of what um, helps with like the cholesterol levels and stuff um, and also like insoluble fiber is something that doesn't necessarily mix so it kind of like bulks up and um, mixes together and this is the stuff that helps you go to the bathroom and have very solid stools uh, which is nice so a mix of both is great so just pick your high fiber foods and and, and you'll get both of those um, pretty easily uh, so that's basically that. And then, um, you know, for women, it's suggested to eat like at least 35 grams per day. And then for men, 48 grams, uh, per day as well. Um, so something that you could do is have a fiber goal each day. Like just like you track your calories and your protein, you can tra start tracking your fiber and try to aim those, um, try to aim for those numbers. And 
what this is going to kind of do like indirectly is also if your goal is to lose weight or maintain weight just tracking your fiber goal is going to help you eat less because you're forcing yourself to eat these whole nutrient dense foods that are very filling and lowering calories so you're naturally going to eat less um now if you're in a surplus like myself right now i don't necessarily think i don't think you'll have an issue hitting your fiber goal um if you still eat relatively um a lot of whole foods but you want to be careful though because remember when you're in a surplus you're trying to like force yourself to eat and remember your body wants to stay in homeostasis which essentially means it doesn't want to gain weight or lose weight it wants to stay right where it is so it's going to do whatever it needs to do to prevent yourself from gaining weight so if you're eating a lot of these high fiber foods when you're trying to be in a surplus you're going to be full as fuck it's going to be hard as shit to eat a lot of calories and eat how much you need to eat so that's something to look at like okay hey maybe fiber is still important but maybe instead of eating you know 48 grams if i'm a guy maybe i'm going to cut that down a little bit and try eating you know half of that or 30 grams right or you might be able to get eating more calories you might be able to get 48 grams but you just want to be careful because it, it's going to be a little bit harder that's kind of one of like the things you kind of have to weigh um so so i kind of wanted to say that as well because that's an important um kind of thing to talk about where it's like okay it depends exactly on what your goals are uh because fiber is going to make it hard to eat more um and it was again that could be a benefit if you're trying to lose weight even stay the same weight but if you're trying to gain weight then yeah it's not going to help out that much um now the last thing i'll say is some people do have trouble digesting fiber um you know they can cause uh, bloating gas intestinal pain uh things like that and again remember how i said at the beginning this is something i struggled with what actually got me more into the carnivore type of lifestyle which even to this day, like just still staying, saying that is like, Jesus Christ, like, man, um, I can't believe I did that, but Hey, you live and you learn, right? You live and you learn something I'll always be able to live with. Again, I make these mistakes for you guys. Um, so, uh, you know, with that, there's something called a low FODMAP diet, and you can look this up. Um, essentially it's just like foods that tend, it's like high fiber foods that tend to not, cause some of these issues that tend to not cause bloating gas intestinal pain that some of these other high fiber foods do um so if this is you and you struggle eating fiber i would definitely look up this diet um and eat a lot of the foods on here um because they are going to help with your gut they are going to help with how you digest food um and to remember like how you digest food matters because a lot sometimes if you have gut issues you don't digest everything. So you don't extract all like the nutrients out of it, right? So you don't get all the full benefits out of it. So it's very important for your health as well to be able to digest some of these foods uh, properly. So if this is you following a low FODMAP diet um, and looking that up, uh, definitely will can help a lot. Um, and also something else that'll help too is follow that diet and do some of that stuff, but also keep track of like, foods that are causing you discomfort like how do you feel after eating certain foods how do you feel do you feel bloated do you feel good do you feel lethargic do you feel gassy uh do you have you do you notice like stomach pain 
um, and keep track of that. And then if you notice X food, so for example, for me, um, broccoli has always been a tricky food for me. And this is one of the foods I was eating a lot of when I did transition. And the way we were cooking it was number one, I would either eat it raw. Okay. Um, you know, like if you ever go to like a party and there's like broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, like stuff, and like you can dip in vegetable dip. So like eat it raw like that, or I would bake it. Okay. And I just noticed that it caused my gut to flare up. So again, this is something I realized it, I wrote it down. I'm like, okay, I eat broccoli for dinner. All right. This is how I'm feeling. Feeling a little bloated. Stomach's kind of like, eh. Um, and then I, maybe I would eat asparagus the next day and I'd feel fine. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I would eat cabbage and I'm like, whoa, okay. Wow. I definitely feel this. Um, stomach's messed up. So then what I started to do was I would take something out where I would take the broccoli out or the cabbage and then I'd feel a little bit better. And I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely it. Um, and I'm keeping asparagus in because I feel good. And then when I reincorporated broccoli in, um, I remember reading, I think it was something with like the low FODMAP diet. Um, I remember reading, I'm like, okay. Uh, I remember reading about if you steam your vegetables, it can break down some of the compounds in the food that cause some of these issues. Um, so what I started to do was buy microwavable bags of vegetables and it's actually cheaper to do it this way too and just so much more convenient um so like for example now i buy like the broccoli florets where it's like the heads of the broccoli just because i'm not like the biggest fan of the stalks like i don't know they're kind of like grainy and just hard to chew and i mean they're they're great they're still healthy but i'm just not the biggest fan but anyways i buy the frozen bags of the uh of the broccoli and it essentially steams it in the microwave. Okay, so you put in the microwave for like seven minutes, it steams it, unfreezes it. And then since I've been eating that, I haven't had any gut issues, right? So also how you cook it can affect how it affects your stomach, right? And I'm not like a gut expert by any chance, but these are just things I've learned for myself. Um, so like now, like I can eat broccoli, it just has to be like steamed, okay? And um you know, I'll still throw on some like flavoring to make it taste a little better, some like seasoning or some salt and pepper, um, maybe even like a little bit of cheese. Keep in mind a little bit. Um, not going to douse that shit or else you defeat the whole purpose. But um, also how you cook it can matter. So play around with a few things. Write down how you feel and then go from there because everybody uh, is different and not everybody has the... Uh, same digestive system as one another and the same gut health and all that kind of stuff. And different people can handle different things differently. So it's important to, to again, awareness precedes change. So to be aware and keep track of how you feel after certain foods, because this is what leads to long-term dieting success. And this was leads to, um, long-term, uh, sustainability is doing things like, like these, um, and, and becoming aware of exactly what foods you're putting in your mouth first and foremost. And then once you start to get really good at finding out exactly what foods you're putting and how much you're eating, then starting to pay attention. Okay. How do these foods make me feel right? And this is a big one too, not only for, uh, you know, fiber, like I've been talking about, but also like 
How does eating pizza make you feel? How does drinking on the weekends weekends make you feel? And I'm using those two examples because number one, I have a of a client, Amanda. Shout out Amanda, absolutely amazing, and just dominating. She did dry, dry January, um, and she drank a lot. So she did dry January with a few of her friends, and I asked her, I'm like, how did it go? And she's like, oh my god, I feel fucking amazing. Like I don't think I'm ever gonna like like I don't want to go back to just doing it just to do it just for social events like she's like I'm gonna like be more strategic now when I drink just because I feel so much better so like she connected the two of like hey this is how I feel after I do this so I don't want to do anymore right so for me like I fucking love pizza and of course I'm gonna eat it right but I'm more strategic when I eat it now because I know for whatever reason pizza makes me feel like complete garbage afterwards and a lot of times it's like, dude, I don't want to eat that because I know I'm going to feel like shit afterwards, right? So the the, the con outweighs um, the pro, or I should say the pro outweighs the con. Man, I put that backwards. So it's like, all right, well, or it's like the cost benefits, right? It's like, okay, well, the cost of feeling good or the cost of feeling like shit doesn't outweigh, um, you know, the benefit of like having pizza and enjoying it right so these are just different things that you'll learn throughout your journey and this is why it's not such a quick thing and i think this is why a lot of people fail too is because they don't think of it like this and they think of these like short-term solutions and then when things don't go their way they give up right but when you think about it like a long-term thing like this and you start to realize like hey this is a lifestyle and i have to get educated on my own body and what i'm putting into it you start to realize like, hey, like I'm gonna learn a lot, I'm gonna make some mistakes and I'm gonna keep growing and get even better at this. And that's what creates um, sustainable change. So um, what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave it off here. Um, I think I'm gonna actually do three separate podcast episodes on these. Um, I'm gonna leave them short. So let me know what you think. Do you like these short episodes? If not, I can make the longer ones. But um, when I make the short ones, they're gonna be able to come out a little bit more frequent. So I'm gonna leave it off here. Um, and we'll kind of dive into the next topic, uh, whenever the next one gets released. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you more than, you know, please leave a five-star review. Somebody left a three and a half star review, you know, and Hey, like they're entitled to it, but man, dude, like what's up, man? Like, how can I improve? You know, I get, I'm not perfect, but, um, I want to try being the best coach and the best, uh, give the best value I can to you. So please leave a five-star review. And if not, don't leave a review or like, just be like, Hey, like message me, email me, be like, Hey, like, yeah, this is what I thought. Um, but Hey, it is what it is, right? We're all learning. We're all getting better. So just want to say thank you again, leave a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. Um, share this with a friend if you think it'd be helpful. And of course, any questions you have, my email is going to be in the link in the description. Feel free to reach out. Have a good one. Um, tonight's actually the Super Bowl, So have a good yeah, well, when this posts, it's not going to be the Super Bowl, so uh, it'll already happen. But um, yeah, we'll talk soon and have a good one.